0: 1 Thessalonians 5, tonight I want to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart. And it's not just because it's Thanksgiving, but it's living thanks, living thanks. And I think the greatest way that we can hear from God is that we keep a constant connection with the Father, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. Constant connection with Him through our, our unending, ceaseless thanks that we give God every single day for what he's done. Has God done anything for anybody in here? Yes. I mean, seriously, we should get a little excited about that. Has God done anything for anybody? Yes. I mean, seriously. I mean, forget about the fact that he just absolutely saved us all from hell. Let's just take, that's a step one. I don't know about you, but that's not old on me. Um, I, because Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and I'm a human being, not a human doing, right? I'm a human being, not a human doing. I can put my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And not only do I not go to hell, I go to heaven. And not only do I go to heaven, but I get to experience God's blessing and his prosperity and his peace and his joy here in the here and now. I tell you what, that should never get old on you. If it gets old on you, shake yourself up Whack yourself in the head, do whatever you have to do because that should never get old on us, you guys. Ever, ever, never, ever get old on us. That is the greatest gift. And then just to thank God for, I mean, I don't know about you, but you know, I walk through my house still almost daily and walk on my piece of property and say, wow, thank you, Father, for a roof over my head. Thank you, Father, for this beautiful property that you've blessed us with. Thank you, Lord, for these clothes that are on my back. I mean, we just take for granted such things all the time. And it's just an easy way to have a constant connection to the heavenly father, to Jesus, to the Holy Spirit by just giving him thanks. Just taking 10 seconds and going, nothing else matters right now. I just wanna tell you, I love you and thank you for everything that you've done for me. Something super powerful about that. First Thessalonians 5, 17, and 18 the Amplified uh, is along this line. Be unceasing in prayer, praying perseveringly. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstance may be, not for everything, but in everything. Be thankful and give thanks for this is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and mediator of that will. Constant connection, to Jesus verse 17 constant connection to Jesus the best way is just like we said daily thanks and remember all that he's done for us verse 18 no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in we are to give thanks to God for what he has done in our lives we don't thank him for the mess we thank him in spite of the mess you know a lot some people believe well if I'm in this circumstance that God put me here and if I'm poor or I'm broke or I'm sick or I'm busted or I'm disgusted it's God's doing. Let me tell you something. There's a little verse called John 10:10 10, 10, and it tells us exactly who is the author of the confusion and the kill, the steal, destroy. And it's not God. It's the devil. But he said, "But I have come in contrast, I have come that you may have life and life to the full. So anything that kills, steals, and destroys is from the kingdom of darkness. Anything that is life and everlasting life and all of the uh, solutions to our problems is found in Christ Jesus. We gotta keep our minds stayed on that. Religion has taught us some really squirrely things over the years. Man, some really squirrely things. I mean, you, in, in America, we call uh, a tornado, a hurricane, an act of God. I, I mean, I'm not sure how we came up with that. Somehow, some way, we came up with that. And that's kind of what a lot of people believe. Well, you know, God was mad at those people, those heathen in Louisiana. That's why Katrina blew through and just blew those people out. God already satisfied all his wrath and judgment in Jesus. He didn't have to come and, 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 and beat up New Orleans because they're so godless. That is just absolutely stupid. And I heard religious people saying it on radio or on TV and it's just like, I just shake my head because everything that is judgment and damnation has been satisfied in Jesus. God is no longer mad at anybody anymore. Amen. Nothing but love and grace toward us. Even when you are a squirrel. (laughs) Y'all ever have a moment when you're a squirrel? I do. Ever do things that you just wish, that you wish, that you wish? What was I thinking? Yeah, right here. But yet God loves us and his mercy is ever toward us. Do you ever make your own mess? You ever do that? Financially, you're like, wow, I am in debt up to my eyeballs, but guess who did it? And guess what? God will still deliver you from that even though it's your mess. He's so good to us. Hebrews 13, 15 says, uh, it's kind of some of the same things here. This is just a few of the scriptures. I could have used uh, dozens, if not hundreds. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise of God. That is the fruit of our lips. Say this last line with me. Giving thanks to his name. This exhorts us to continually give thanks. This is an ongoing process that needs to be a regular part of who we are. You know, the only, the only way that something becomes habit and rote, how many of you brush your teeth every day? Okay, how many of you, this may not be everybody, so the dentist in, in the second row here, just clo- clo- you go like this and go like this. How many of you floss every day? How many of you floss like, and you skip a night every once in a while? <laughs> yeah. But it's habit, is it not habit? Do you, do you have to really super concentrate when you've got your toothbrush in your mouth? Or are you thinking about six other things when it happens? Sometimes you go away and you go, wait a minute, did I brush my teeth? Did I do, th- wait, did, did I do that? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, I did. Why? Because it's just such a habit. Thanksgiving to God, thanks to, to our Father, to our Heavenly Father, thanking Him for how good He is should be such a part of our lives that we do it without even thinking. We, we wake up. Thank you, Father, for another great morning. Thank you, Lord, for blessing our lives today. Colossians 3.15 says this in the Amplified. And let the peace or the soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule and act as an umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality, all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state to which as members of Christ." one body, you were also called to live. And say it with me, these two words, be thankful. Say it with me again, be thankful. Appreciative, giving praise to God. When? Always, always. Always. Part of the process of allowing or letting God's peace in your life is a direct result of your thankfulness. That's a great way to constantly be connected to and remembering that he is the God of peace as we give him thanks. Peace is a byproduct of that. So if some of you have been living pretty peaceless, I would consider right now turning over a new leaf and saying, you know what? I'm gonna take a couple breaks during the day just for one minute. Maybe at work, you just go to the bathroom and while you're in the bathroom, you just make that your time that you give thanks to God. Or... You're driving in the car. You make that the time that you give thanks to God. Or in the shower. These are all places that you are a captive audience that you can do nothing else, right? I mean, for me, I do these voice exercises, right? Because I, I have to, because I sing. And when I don't, I have no stamina and I haven't had much stamina. So I had to go back to my voice teacher. She reminded me again of what I need to do. So I've got to do these voice these. Stupid, really stupid sounding. So I, you know really stupid sounding. You'd think I'm, you'd think I'm really weird if you heard me doing them. But for me to do those, it's like three times a week I've got to do them ten minutes a day, and then I've got to just blow into a straw. Because it's just good for my voice. I don't know why, it just works. So what I do is is I make my time that I'm in the car, I redeem that and I do my voice exercises in the car because I've got nothing else to do. I'm driving, I can keep my eyes on the road and I do that. I encourage you to find those times in your life when it's like, you know what? I can do this while I'm in the shower. I can do this while I'm on the road and make sure that you make it a habit. Don't focus on or be blown away by the provision and blessing God brings in your life but more so focus on Jesus and be thankful to him for the fact that he brought those things into your lives. How many of you have gotten blessed before and you were just blown away by the blessing and you just kind of almost forgot? Thank you, Father. You know, we do that from time to time, don't we? But I think it's we need to come back. You remember the the 10 lepers came and there they go, man. They all got, Jesus healed them all and all of them went away and only one came back to say thank you. Thank you. And he said, where's the other nine? Where's the other nine? It's amazing. They got healed of leprosy. I don't know if you know exactly what leprosy is, but stuff falls off when you have leprosy. It's bad. Really bad juju. I mean, you got ear, an ear fall off. You could have a finger fall off. That's bad. Would you agree? That's bad. But one of them came and said, hey, Jesus, thank you. And I just think that we should always be thankful. 2 Corinthians 4.15 says this. For all things... Are for your sake, that grace, check this out, that grace having spread through the many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. First of all, I want to point out in the scripture that grace spreads. Grace, you know, diseases spread. You know, I don't know what's going around right now, but people have been coughing and hacking or, or head cold or whatever. The same way that that kind of goes around Grace so much more spreads. God's grace supernaturally spreads. And grace, in this verse tells us, causes thanksgiving. So what what am I saying to you? When we are mindful of the grace and the love that Jesus has on our lives, we're mindful of that, it'll automatically cause a response of gratitude to the Lord, automatically. So I'm gonna encourage you tonight, be grace-focused. Oh, Pastor John, what does that mean? Well, grace actually means favor. It actually means that you have a, uh, an audience with God that nobody can mess with. You have an audience with God that nobody can interrupt. You have an absolute clear connection to your heavenly Father right now even if you cussed on the way to church tonight I'm serious don't y'all look at me in that tone like you've never done that before you may have cussed on the way to church you may have gossiped on the way to church you know because some sin is worse than the other no it's not it's all the same to God we get so tripped up on. well that's really bad you know what it's all the same to God Well, I would never do that. Well, but you lie. So what's the difference? Well, I would never say that, but you're a gossiper. So what's the difference? And God's, there's no difference. So what he wants us to do is he wants us to be grace focused. And that means that we know we have absolute favor and complete um, unfair advantage with our heavenly father. And as we keep our mind and our hearts focused on that, we're gonna start to experience God's love like we never have before. I gotta tell you, since I have grabbed hold of the revelation of what God's amazing grace really is, something's happened on the inside of me that I understand the love of the Father for me so much greater that when condemnation comes, it's just, I kick it to the, kick it to the right, kick it to the left. The minute that comes in, I start to feel bad about myself. Uh, uh. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because of his grace. I thank you that I'm saved, which means sozo, which means salvation, which means everything that God is and everything that Jesus has given is mine. And I keep my mind and my heart set on that focus. So that gets me to the point that I'm not walking in condemnation anymore. Now, again, and I feel like I have to say this every time and I shouldn't have to. I'm not advocating that you just go out and sin and do whatever you want. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you do, we have a connection with God the Father to immediately say, this is how I repent now. I don't go to him, God, I'm so sorry. Oh, I feel so bad. I feel so awful. Oh, God, I'm just gonna wallow in this. No, now I go to him and say, Father, you know what? I totally blew that, but I thank you that you've already forgiven me in Christ Jesus. And I, I just received that forgiveness right now in Jesus' name. I don't have to go do something to find favor with you. I'm just gonna be a human being by just being and believing I have favor with you. Big, big difference. Big, and I can see some of your minds right now going, yeah, but oh, here we go, that greasy gray stuff. You know, I'm telling you, if you really believe and walk in the grace of God, it's not greasy. It motivates you to live right. It motivates you to be kind to others and help others. It motivates you to be the best child of God that you can. It motivates you to be um, wise and, and, and to steward your gifts and your callings. It motivates you. It doesn't excuse you. It motivates you. And if you're continually walking in sin and doing the wrong thing, then I would say you are not focused on the grace of God. You're condemned. And that's just not a place for us to live. We need to live right under the spout of the love and the grace of God. Amen? Amen. All right. Um, We should receive our motivation, inspiration from the lavish grace that is on our lives. 2 Corinthians 9, 14 and 15 says this. And they yearn for you while they pray for you because of the surpassing measure of God's grace, his favor and mercy and spiritual blessing, which is shown forth in you. Now, thanks be to God for his gift, precious beyond telling, his indescribable, inexpressible free gift. That's where we need to live, y'all. Isn't that amazing how that, 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 that amazing Verse 14, talking about the grace of God immediately connects. Now, thanks be to God. It will motivate you to do so. There is extravagant grace in our lives. This is described as favor, mercy, and spiritual blessing. And we see again in this verse that this grace causes us to be thankful. The big idea, okay, big idea again here is that God's goodness on our lives, his grace is our focus. Staying in a place in your heart and in your mind where your focus is recognizing and acknowledging with gratitude, thank you for your grace. And something supernatural happens when we do that. Jeremiah 17, five through eight says this. Thus says the Lord, cursed with great evil is the strong man who trusts in and relies on the frail man, making weak human flesh his arm and whose mind and heart turn aside from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub or a person naked and destitute in the desert. How many of you know that being naked in the desert is bad? (laughs) Really bad. I digress. I keep moving on. But look at this. And he, the guy who's trusting in the flesh, shall not see any good come but shall dwell in the parched places in the wilderness and in an uninhabited salt land. Basic bottom line is, is when, we make, when we try to be a human doing instead of a human being and a human believing, what happens is when good comes, we can't even see it. Good coming all around you, you can't even see it. So what happens when you can't see good anywhere around you? Depression, anxiety, fear, It all comes on us and presses us down. But the fact of the matter is, verse seven, most blessed, say most blessed. blessed. I mean, the most blessed that you could possibly be is the man who believes in, trusts in, and relies on the Lord and whose hope and confidence the Lord is. This man, this man can and chooses to focus on and acknowledge through thanks God's grace. This is what this guy does. And he sees good when it comes. He's looking for good. The other guy makes choices to dwell in parched and inhabitable lands. Makes wrong choices, wrong decisions, just because he's trying to trust the arm of the flesh or trying to, well, you know, I pull myself up by my own bootstraps. Those bootstraps getting pretty heavy, are they? Ride yourself. I pull myself up on my bootstraps. Well, good for you. But some point, you're gonna. You're, you're not only are you cutting off your nose to spite your face, but at some point, you're not going to be able to pull the bootstraps anymore. Right. I guarantee it. It's going to happen sooner or later. No, it won't. I'm too strong-willed for that. Okay, okay. I'd rather live in a land full of grace and full of the love of God and just be thankful and happy in my own little place over here than be the guy over here that can't even see good when it comes and is choosing to live in the desert naked. Again, ouch. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Verse eight, for he shall be like a tree planted by the water that spreads out its roots by the river and it shall not see and fear. Uh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. It shall not see and fear when heat comes but its leaf shall be green. It shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought, nor shall it cease yielding fruit. Okay, we're gonna do an imagine right now, okay? We've done this lately, and I, I, I think it's kind of helping some people to get a focus on this. I just want you to close your eyes for a moment. This isn't gonna be weird. I'm not gonna come around and like tase you or anything. Close your eyes for a minute, okay? I want you to picture right now the most beautiful, incredible landscape with a flowing river right next to it. I mean, this river's just got, it's powerful because it's, and it's the cleanest, freshest spring water ever. It's an unending supply. And picture yourself, I know it's gonna be weird, but just go with me. Picture yourself as that tree, literally in the bank of the river. It's half on land and half in the bank of the river. That's you. And imagine and see your roots going down into that land and down into that water and being completely, unceasingly, unendingly blessed and provided for. Okay, I want you to look on your branches. They're the most green, beautiful leaves, most healthy looking branches, not a dead stick among them. There's beautiful fruit that's good for eating on it. Right now, because you are in this place and because you're uh, connected to the source that God has provided for you, your gift and your calling, you're being fruitful, you're being useful, you feel important, you feel like, man, I'm right where God wants me. Okay, everybody look at me now. I want you to get that picture in your head. I think that we, we fail to use our imagination to put ourselves into scripture. And that's a perfect opportunity just to take, if you're reading the Psalms, take a moment and just listen to what he's saying. Close your eyes and put yourself in the story. Something powerful happens when we dare to imagine. Just think about it. I mean, 100 years ago, think about where technology was 100 years ago. And think about where technology is today. Wow, that happened because some people dared to imagine. Some people dared to dream. And I want to encourage you to dream and to imagine your life so blessed, so taken care of um, with, the, with the most wonderful family. I'm, you're probably saying, oh my goodness, you have no idea what my family looks like. Imagine that family so blessed, so full of peace, so full of joy, so connected, no strife, no, no nastiness, no cutting each other out, none of that. It's all gone. It's just peace and joy. And some of you are going, I can't even imagine that. Try and see what God will do for you. Ephesians 5.20, here's the last few scriptures I'm gonna close up with this. Oh, it's seven o'clock, the Gator game's coming. I gotta hurry up. Ephesians 5.20 says this, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That word for all things there is actually above all things. So no matter what crummy situation you're in, you can give God thanks above all those things. Colossians 3.17 says, let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the master, Jesus thanking God the Father every step of the way. I love that. And then last scripture, as you have therefore received Christ, even Jesus the Lord, so walk, regulate your lives and conduct yourselves in union with and conformity to him, having the roots of your being firmly and deeply planted. This is a great imagined scripture right here. In him, fixed and founded in him, being continually built up in him, Becoming increasingly more confirmed and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding and overflowing in it with, say it with me, thanksgiving. Here we see that concept again of roots and sinking down into that, into that depth. So I want to encourage you today just to take some time out. I guarantee you guys, if you will start to do this this week, maybe you don't do this. If you'll start to do it this week, you're going to immediately, over the course of the week be like wow I have I feel complete peace over this situation I'm not freaked out anymore wow I, that provision came wow I, my, um, nothing's changed but in my head I'm in a good place you will see it immediately if you'll do it this week and just take the time to imagine this week take the time to keep your mind focused on these things amen y'all with me all right, well, let's, let's take a moment real quick and I want to pray over you and pray blessing over your, your families. I want to bless, you. go ahead and stand up. I want just speak blessing over your life this week and blessing over your family. Father, I thank you so much. Thank you so much, Father, that you, you've brought us all together here as a, as a body, a living, breathing organism, a body, a church, a family. And I thank you, Father, that we can draw strength from one another right here in this place. I'm praying that your blessing, your favor, your grace, your peace, your love would just flood every single home that's here tonight. I pray that the healing power of God would go into every single physical body and make each person supernaturally whole and healed. I thank you for providing for those who have bills that they don't know how they're going to pay them. Thank you, God, for providing in the name of Jesus. And thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Give you honor and glory tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said amen. Hey, let's hang out a little bit. There'll be people up here to pray for you if you need prayer. God bless you. Have an awesome week, guys. Talk to you soon.